There is no phone ringing, damn it! What the hell are you talking about? You know what the hell she's talking about? Now, what in hell am I going to tell this boy Shaver's parents? That a substitute nurse assassinated him because she couldn't tell the doctors from the patients on the floor? My God! Okay. You let a woman beat ya. You little tiny nothing. Why did you move closer to me? Closer to Don't, you. Bob. Uh-uh. His name was Jeremiah Johnson. Norma Ray has been working since she was 16. And Jeff Goldblum is the psycho freak who's everywhere the action is. That's outrageous! You try one more goddamn stunt and I'll light up the fucking sky! I'd rather die running than be left here alone. Okay, but remember, serpentine! Absolutely. What a guy. You can fuck the lilies and the roses too. A decade under the influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. I have nothing. Hello and welcome to another episode of A Decade I Under quit. the Influence. Be, be a drunken I, newscaster. Whoa, whoa. And uh, welcome to another episode of A Decade Under the Influence. Yeah, before we talk to you about 70s movies, we watch drunken newscasters in Queens. Yeah, they were, they were good. It seems like they were having a fun day. Like, the crew was laughing at everything they were saying. They were just... We're just doing the thing. Yeah. Having a good time. We're doing uh, uh, seven movies today because I fucked up, but we also <laughs> fucked up because we're a week late. Um, I don't know exactly how it happened. Well, you My went son to, moved. You went to what? My son moved, and I had to help him And move. he had a birthday, and he went to uh, Oregon Country Fair. Yeah, there was a lot going on. There's but we're, here, we're on. here with you now, and I'm falling asleep. Uh... I'm going to do Watermelon Man, unless you want to say some fun intro things. Uh, I don't think so. What do you have? Fair was fun this year. Yeah? Uh, my kid moved into a really nice building, so, so I'm, I'm oh, pleased with that. Oh, they've already switched to a more interesting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my son moved into a better building story. It, Isn't cutting it. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll try to do better. No, I watched good. a I dragon just... tell me about my feelings at an Oregon there Country Fair. That was that was nice. I keep thinking about, oh, I'll talk about this off air. We'll edit this out. I've been listening to a bunch of podcasts that like they say they're going to edit something out. And if you hear that, that means they didn't edit. They so did not edit it. And they're just always like, we're going to have to edit that whole thing out. And it's like. <laughs> or they or they did edit the whole thing out and just left the we have to edit that out I was li- been listening to women talking about Star Trek uh, Voyager podcast yeah. and this one woman keeps breaking out into like the sing song Julie Andrews shit all the time <laughs> and I was like this is so fucking cool and like all the reviews are about how people hate that she goes into <laughs> this Julie Andrews sing song shit all the time I was like no <laughs> You got it wrong. That's the cool (laughs) shit. Rules. Mm. Uh, I'm going to do Watermelon Man. Fire away. To start things off, this is 1970. (sighs) Deep breath. Uh, Watermelon Man, 1970. We are slowly chugging through Godfrey Cambridge's 70s films, which are a bit more than I thought, considering he died in 1976 at 43. Now, I thought Godfrey had some big old ass TV show he was on, but there isn't one. A lot of TV, yes. Let me uh, head my... Oh, God. 
Let me head my still undereducated ass down to the wiki for just a second. Okay, he was a well-known and loved stand-up comedian. And in addition, boy, did I spell that word wrong. <laughs> it's like addiction, but I-D-D-I-T-I-O-N. Grammar and spelling. It's great. <laughs> Revelations with Dominic. Well, I mean, if I had glanced over this before I get it, because I, I know me. What's your punk rock? So this is how it works, right? Yeah, it looks like a punk rock lyric sheet. Um, in addition to his TV and film work, he also did a lot for civil rights and early fundraising support of MLK, along with a friend, Maya Angelou, which led me down a crazy rabbit hole about, rabbit hole about Republican Barry Goldwater, <laughs> senator and GOP candidate for president in 1964. Also his involvement in Watergate. But my rabbit hole was about his interest in UFOs and early support of <laughs> gay rights, gays in the military, same-sex adoption way before its time. Uh, which was said to have laid the foundation for the conservative revolution or backlash to follow Reagan. Sorry, Watermelon Man. Godfrey Cambridge plays Jeff Gerber, a <laughs> white man uh, who really likes to play a game with the bus, where he can prove, see, I wrote something above. I'll have to go back to it. What does that say? I respect that people of colors did not make the insane stereotypes that they had to fight against or whatever. Who knows? Sorry, you're getting amateur hour, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, he likes to play a game with the bus so he can prove he can catch it in record time or some shit. Um, this film has all the stereotypes about black people on display, almost like he's showing you in a movie how utterly sick and disturbing they are. I think that Jeff sees himself as an intellectual liberal, but alone or with his family, He's a little more racist, maybe at parties too. Not the worst human, but working in the socially acceptable, acceptable realms of the time. The bar was disgustingly low, but Jeff is intelligent. Oh, and he is also a fitness freak, and yes, he likes his sun lamp. Life is really good selling insurance and keeping up with the Joneses. Wait, he has some issue with his shitty boss. Oh, the... The good life until, until double lines, uh, he wakes up black. Enter wackiness and more of the film that you've already been watching. Social commentary on racism. Good place to stop, but not really. Um, doesn't he start a race riot a little? I know once he's black that his running becomes a big problem. And I caught that right away. Oh, no, V. V and I caught that right away. You did not. Um, <laughs> Ashes was oblivious. <laughs> uh, I have seen the light. Okay, really quick. Uh, Jeff finds out it's a recessive gene and not his damned sun lamp. His neighbors eventually plead with him to move uh, when they could just shoot him legally. Ha, ha, ha. Also, some people of color whom he dismissed, helped guide him, and some peeps he didn't know see him as a stand-up dude. Uh, uh, Roseanne's mother, Estelle Parsons, plays uh, Thea, and Joni from Happy Days, a.k.a. Aaron Moran, plays Janice Gerber. film was directed by Melvin Van Peebles, his first feature film, and was written by Herman Rocher, who is still alive at 95. Discuss. Holy smokes. Beating the odds. 
Yeah, what did I miss about this movie in this? Did I get the essence? I think you did, yeah. 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 Well, I guess we'll just rate it, because... No, no, no. no, no, no. (laughs) (laughs) It did feel like a lot like you covered all the things. I don't think so. I know while I was reading it, I was missing something, but whatever. I mean, I think the only thing that you didn't cover was the... um, was the weird white Swedish lady who was like all horny for black for kids, him, but like in like a really gross, like fetishizing kind of way. Yeah, I left like her out really probably because I didn't like it as much. But respect his humanity so much. But also that like it ends on a high note. Maybe I was leaving that for you to discover upon your watching of this film, but I guess I'm spoiling it now. Sucks to be you. <laughs> uh, that you know he ends up getting all that money. Yeah. You know, from and he, you know, comes out of it a, a smarter person. And, you know. and he's I think hang, it's it hanging has out a, in community, doing the stuff. Yeah, it has a positive ending. Opening his own insurance company that only like uh, sells insurance to people of color. Right. Yes. He's such a piece of shit in the movie, like as a, as a white guy. But I kept uh, being like, so this is socially acceptable. <laughs> it was, yeah. And this is like, yeah. They were just. They were reflecting your sick society back at you. They were. And you ate popcorn while watching it. <laughs> yeah, his weird games where everybody hated him and like he was just such a, like a swinging dick white guy. He played it pretty perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. They did. We talk about how Eddie Murphy did this sketch mm-hmm. in the 80s. It was just funny that like. It wasn't that groundbreaking because this whole, that's what this whole movie was. Yeah. Excuse me, burp. Then we watch, an, uh, we watch another one that's same concept where a guy dyes himself black for... Uh, research. Yeah, research and then like barely lives through it. I don't think we watched Travels that. through the South. I can't remember. I read the called. book in high school. It was on the summer reading sure. list for military school. Um it's I'm pretty sure we watched it together because Black Like Me. No, I've never seen oh, the yeah. movie. I remember you talking about it. Well, it doesn't that. matter. And you it, thought the movie ended with the two girls and it didn't. And you <laughs> thought that I saw this movie and I didn't. You're not sure. <laughs> we watch a lot of movies. That I'm sure. You want to rate this thing? I mean, it might have been Topher. I think maybe, maybe we watched um, it with Topher and Topher was the one who had read the book for a school thing. It's John Howard Griffith because when... Um, I read the book. Uh, the the guy, uh, my teacher, was like, "We're not going to watch the movie because it's shitty." Hmm. And I thought that was kind of cool. He's like, "It's not good." But then he kept showing us movie adaptations of books we read that weren't good. <laughs> so you're like, "What? Why like not?" We that read one? something wicked this way comes, and the movie's not that good. <laughs> and like D- Death on the Nile, and the movie's not that good. There is some stuff in the movie that might have been sexually inappropriate for young people to watch. So that might have been a reason. Black Like Me? Mm -hmm. I thought it was just too early. It was made in like the 60s or something. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But it's also like, you know, this couple picks him up and um, it like shows you the hypersexual, like the way that white people hypersexualize black people. Which is done in a like sexual servant kind of way. And like they handle that really like just wah in the movie. (laughs) Like, and it was it was 
I was impressed that they did that in this movie. A little lighter touch, but uh, way to bring it yeah. to this movie. Thank yeah. you. You get the gold star. Uh, thank you. I'm the one who brought that up. Actually. I am the one you who did, brought that up. That was so that long movies, ago. And then we went on this that was so long <laughs> ago. Hey, hey, hey! Don't try to get my gold star taken away. I got yeah. a gold star. You just can't stand that I got a gold star. Fucking white guys always. Hey! <laughs> Do you have anything else on this movie? I think this is like an eight for me. Yeah, but so you liked it. I did like it. It was a little bit of... Because I know it's got a cheesy element. It's it, 1970. It has it's a, a lot of zany. cheese to it. But uh, but it was interesting because I was like, this bus thing is so dumb. And I was like, oh, that's why it's in it. Because right. Because when he changes color and he runs, they're going to fucking go crazy. Yeah. Right. We know he stole something. <laughs> Did he, didn't have, he didn't have anything steal on him. him. Steal yeah. anything? Well, we know it's something. He stashed it or something. <laughs> yeah, almost getting arrested. And he gets saved by the bus driver. Who fucking hates him? Yeah. Yeah. But there was another thing where he was complaining about something, and he, he started a race riot, or almost did, didn't he? It's the At club. The, yeah, the club. That was cool. <laughs> The club that he used to be in. Right. Yeah, and they just saw him as like a black man who wanted to get in. Not that he had already been in it. I don't know about all this zaniness and sun lamps. (laughs) I'm just trying to go to my business meeting and you're all shitty. Uh, I rated it. I would probably give this an 8, maybe a 7.5. No, I'd give it an 8. I liked it more this second time watching it than the first time. So that was good. Yeah. So it was better, up. and then also watching it with you all. So if Victor, you haven't heard you us before, you will hear us now. It's better to watch movies with friends. Yeah. Uh, we're going to do Sweet Sweet hold on, hold on. What? I didn't hear Victor's. Thumbs up. I heard it. Okay. It's on the tape. I didn't hear it. You're going to hear a lot from Victory uh, while they give their synopsis of Sweet Sweetback's badass song. Or you would, but Mm-mm. I'm doing it. Oh, I did switch it. Yeah. <laughs> you had your computer out. Go. Well, thank you. Yeah, y'all fucked up. That's what happened. There's behind the scenes shit you don't even know yeah, about. This is the, you're, you're the drama that's so inch deep. There were four texts. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is also by uh, Melvin Van Peebles, uh, both directed, written, and starred in. Um, Obviously, uh, he directed The Watermelon Man. He did Don't Play Us Cheap and Confessions of an Ex-Doofus Itchy-Footed Mother. Um, (laughs) Wait, what? One more time. Confessions of an Ex-Doofus Itchy-Footed Mother. That's beautiful. Yeah. We watch this backwards because it's so funny. Yeah. uh, That, like, it seems like this movie will be first because it's way more, like, trippy and it seems like... (laughs) Amateur mm-hmm. filmmaking a little bit. <laughs> and then Watermelon Man seems like really... Like fairly to, put together. Yeah, fairly put together. And that was first. It's weird. He went yeah. backwards. He took drugs in between. Well, I think he get he got to express his whole vision. He didn't have someone minding him for That's for, true. I'm for, sorry. For I this apologize movie. for interrupting. It sounded like he went to France. Yes. Yeah, and, probably. And studied film or something like that. I didn't get to finish the article that you sent us. Hmm. He also, uh, we looked at it as as a writer. He did "Don't Play Us Cheap." He wrote that. He wrote "Greased Lightning," uh, and he also wrote "Classified X." Um, he stars in this as well. He also starred in the, in the Watermelon Man. 
Uh, he was in America, and he was in Jaws: The Revenge. He's a star in Watermelon Man. He has a credit. He has a credit, but not star. Well, whatever. He was in it. He's in it. Yes. Uh, it's so, like a cameo thing. Uh, Hubert Scales is also in this movie. This is his only credited movie. I was going to say, what the hell? Who the fuck's Hubert Scales? Yeah, well, <laughs> you might know him from nothing. Sweet Sweet Back's badass song and nothing else. Uh, uh, John Dolgonen, uh is also in this, and he was in Big Beaver Splits the Scene. Uh, <laughs> is this porn? Garden of the Dead and The Thing with Two Heads. Mm, that's on our list. We'll get there. Uh all right, so here we go. So this movie. Ugh. So let's start with a content warning. Uh, the first scene in this film is a little boy having sex with a sex worker. The little boy in question is uh, Melvin's son, and the shot is very graphic. I believe he puts this scene in the film to show Sweetback's upbringing, but it nearly ruins what is an otherwise uh, very interesting film. So do yourself a favor and fast forward past what is a needless scene. The movie will be much better for it. Uh, with that out of the way, this movie is dedicated to all brothers and sisters who have had enough of the man. Sweetback is a sex worker who everybody loves, both as a person and as a professional. Sweetba- uh, Sweetback draws uh, the crowds to watch him have enviable sex, and they cheer with excitement. The cops come to borrow him to show their bosses that they can arrest someone for something. Uh, But they promise that they will bring him back directly and no harm will come to him. On the way there, uh, they get a call and they stop to arrest the Black Panther organizer. Instead of taking him into the police station, uh, they take him for a vicious beating. Sweetback watches and, finally, decides he can't just stand uh, and do nothing. He fucks up the cop and frees the panther. And this sets off the rest of the movie, which is the cops trying to chase him down and the community rallying around him to get him to safety. <laughs> I wanted more in-depth about the stuff that's not very in-depth. You know, for, like, writing out, you know, storyboarding. I just remember scenes of him, like, slowly walking in the sand or something. <laughs> uh, so like, my yeah, memory of chase, that movie is, The like, chase scene through the desert that lasted for... <laughs> yeah, there is lots of kind of useless scenes in this and some questionable stuff like why won't Sweetback change his clothes even once and he just won't he just will not they're like here's your picture of him it's accurate this man will not change and I, I think the answer is Artie it's yeah. being Artie it's being real French and Artie also maybe he needs it like them to be Artie, I need you to come in on drugs and I need you to identify my character all the way through so no clothes changes, nothing. Maybe I bet I bet it was like something more symbolic, like because like that that the scene that they open with where he's like being like fucking shovel fed food by the women and stuff was like supposed to be this whole like I mean you know granted a bit misogynist but like you know this idea of like the the African woman being like you know, mother nature nurturing men and how that's like a natural role of, um, and like the, the natural, you know, dynamic between African men and women has been disrupted by this fucked up society. And they're like 
fixing it and he's going to be raised different and yeah i um, guess so there's like just like a lot of like again frenchy arty sort of like <laughs> interpretation so like everything in the movie is symbolic and um so i bet there's probably some oh sure i'm specific meaning to that because yeah it doesn't make filming. fucking sense in the movie <laughs> it does for filming we can just go back. It's the same wardrobe every time. Right. So. It's also probably pretty cheap. No, yeah. no changes. <laughs> and this is definitely. I wouldn't have even noticed until. But it's not real time. Like days go by, right? Days, weeks. I don't you know. You think he would have changed his clothes right away? But that's, yeah, that's I mean, he's being pursued. He keeps getting recognized because of the clothes. And in the in the end, he does change his clothes. I don't even remember the ending. I've seen this a few times. <laughs> yeah, at the very end, he changes clothes. And disappears immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Do you so remember? They're, they're beating you over the head with that for some reason. I, I just missed it. Yeah. There's that weird Hell's Angels scene where they're they're <laughs> they're gonna beat him up, and they're like, "Pick your combat." And then he realizes the person he's fighting is is a woman. And he's like, "Sex." Oh God, I forgot about that. I didn't remember the Hell's Angels. And once you said sex, I was like, oh yeah. There's all these like hippie Hell Angels dudes all gathered around, like, get him, get him. Oh, I, oh we'll no, beat he's... you in a contest of anything. How about sex? Oh, of course. Go get sex, lady. She's the no, best. she was already there. She was no, the I know, but leader. it was like they knew that she was the one. This is the one woman. Should have chosen the guy, Don. I will do you like no other. But she was also like the world leader. wasn't ready for that. She, she was, was like, the leader of the gang, and she was so strong that she could just like lift her motorcycle over her head. Mm-hmm. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was wicked strong. <laughs> oh, okay. This is a real side note. And but, confident in sex. <laughs> but I was just watching the the second documentary on uh, American Gladiators. Yes. And, the, and there was a really funny scene. Was it good? Is it worth watching? I, I'm, I'm not done with it yet. I'm just on, because it's episodic. You're not ready to talk about it. But there's a scene where Nitro is talking about dating, I think, Laser, or one of them. <laughs> uh, and he's like, I was like, hey, jump on my back. I'll give you a piggyback ride. And then she leans over once he's on his back, and she she's like, do you want to see how strong I am? And he's like, okay. And she crushes him with her, her thighs so much he loses consciousness for a moment. And he's like, I can't date this woman. She'll kill me. I thought it, it, was, it was really funny and it stood out. Anyway, she could have done that. Had he... The ghost of Melvin Van Peebles is like, you're talking about American Gladys. I But he defeats yeah. her with sex. Yeah. Makes her come all over the place. Yeah, it's silly. Which I guess is winning. <laughs> yeah, he may- I think it was like who, whoever comes first loses or something. It's know. silly. You said it best when it's like, you know. The parts I like about this film are being fought by the parts I don't like. And what happens is when someone's like, oh, yeah, let's, how about we watch this? I hear it's really radical. and there, There's better. <laughs> but at the time people went it's early it's yeah. an early film yeah. and people did go bananas and it maybe helped it's maybe one of those things that it's like eh, okay it helped things but you don't have to rewatch it it's maybe. through line i like parts of, of it of like community support yeah is pretty badass yeah um, yeah there's so much that's really cool the misogyny is just really unfortunate the misogyny is really unfor- unfortunate there's just some really terrible uh, monologues in this as well. 
Um, <laughs> were you scared? <laughs> I mean, not that maybe bad. Not that bad. <laughs> but no. But fact, I would rewatch that movie before I would rewatch this. <laughs> I own that, and I don't own Sweet Sweetback. <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, this has been remastered by what are they the Vinegar Syndrome or something like that? Oh dear me! It's a oh, uh, it's a outlet but, that redoes a lot of older older films, especially oh, black exploitation films. Yeah, they did all of remastered all of his films, and in the the Blu-ray box set, it all looks like uh, Panther Black Panther newspapers. Like, mm, that, that's you know, cool. It's that same kind of template, so it's kind of neat. No, and I really did like that there was there is community called out. There is that sort of like we take care of us mentality and everyone's got his back for the most part. We've just watched a lot of these that I really like more than this. Oh yeah. But it's kind of like easy rider when they talk, they talk about how easy rider made way for all the movies that we love of the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it I was think like, you're right. Um, and especially with how excited Huey P. Newton was about it. And Bobby seal. They, they really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I was really impressed. At like, like I, I unfortunately I didn't finish the article that you sent us, but I was really yes, impressed at how he like went through the whole movie, yeah, like scene by scene, doing an analysis, like explaining, and this is what this meant, and this is what this meant, and like how he was so familiar with that um, particular French art form. That he was able to just like call that out and be like, "No, folks, this is awesome. Check this out. <laughs> like, it's I know it, it. It seems weird, but like, <laughs> check it out. This is what it means. <laughs> it's cool that we're experimenting with this type of shit. Yeah, it is cool. Like, making it our own. It's a cool movie. Sans the first. What was it? Yeah. Ten minutes. Right, and I took issue with like. You know, try you're you're reading stuff that you're really interested in, and they're trying to kind of like talk about that scene in a positive. And I'm just going, I don't get it. It made me feel weird, and like, <laughs> I didn't like it. But they're like, no, you know, I just maybe let's just say that they made a mistake, that it was dumb yeah. wrong. They didn't didn't come across what they wanted to say. Right. I mean, I kind of exactly. get what it didn't at all. Like <laughs> what like, you're trying to it's say, like, but the reality you is, you're having a little kid. Your little kid, like, nude, like, deep-humping your adult friend who's, like, that like that little kid's, like, dad's friend. <laughs> like, and he's know. not looking like he's enjoying himself. He looks very uncomfortable. And right. that comes across to an audience. Well, and and it's last... He didn't seem scarred, but Ooh. whatever. Luckily, because so, there was a documentary I wanted to watch before, but we haven't had a chance to watch it. But we will before we review our next. It just lasts way too yeah. long, and it's like... The and thing... it might be 30 seconds, and it's way too long. It's not, though. No, I and, know, but however And, long and like, is. you know, like when you... When you have a parent who raised you a certain way and your parent is like you know somebody who's like super respected and has like a you know a huge following that could be beneficial to you and whatever you're doing like you might tell the story differently than you know whatever you actually felt in the moment um so i understand why 
he would choose to not disclose what it was like for him or to like paint it another way. I think there's a lot of reasons that people who are victims of that kind of exploitation frame their stories differently. But yeah, I mean, you can, you can see it. Yeah. It's clear (laughs) on his face. Yeah. It's It's clear on his face that it's super, if nothing else, super uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. which I mean, I think most of us as adults would be pretty uncomfortable shooting a sex scene. That's that graphic. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I've seen that once we watch the documentary, we can circle back to it. Hmm. I've, I've, for rating this, I'm just like, well, it's one of those see me's. Yeah, same. Yeah. It's like I've given an eight, but see me. But I mean, you were right. If you just say give it an eight, if you skip the first three minutes of it or something. Yeah. Just cut it off, start the movie then, and it's an eight. <laughs> that makes sense. You have to say thumbs up because that's your rating system. <laughs> Busted. <laughs> Sucks to be you. <laughs> time that I will give a that would give a thumbs up to a movie that I felt had something so problematic in it I don't know all I can remember is that we did a full showcase of Godspell and then you gave it a thumbs down <laughs> I was like wait what <laughs> brilliant are you are you doing I think I think I might actually like I I I will say I think for its historical importance, it's important to see, but I, I, I didn't actually really like the movie, so I'm probably going to say more than just down. thumbs up. I love <laughs> it. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're doing Jeremy, right? Yes. He, he didn't just Jeremy speak in class today. Spoken. I'm can't you mute my mic? No. I should be able to. I should have a mute button. <laughs> cool I could just be like ready. mute so I can burp because, you know, I'm doing the star trek zoom meeting things you, you mute it when you need to burp mm-hmm. i should have access to the mute so I can you burp. should have i should build that in for you for all of us for all of us yeah little foot foot pedal mute button foot pedal mute button yeah i love it but that would ready? be, that would be the worst for you actually you'd just be like drumming on it just i would not professional all right all right, Billy, be sure I have to fuck it up. Um, <laughs> Victor sorry, knew we were filling time. Did you? <laughs> you guys done? Yeah. I wasn't fucking saying anything. It was just him laughing for 40 seconds. I was good, and then he just lumped me into his bullshit. That's right. Welcome, to my, welcome to my bullshit. You're never going to get a gold star. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jeremy is a 1973 film written by uh, John Minahan and directed by Arthur Behrens, which stars uh, young Robbie Benson and Glynis O'Connor. Um, the two kids uh, fall in love with true vulnerability and respect for one another. This film depicts an astonishingly non-toxic version of authentic teenage masculinity. Uh, all seems perfect until her father decides to move out of state, leaving the pair old enough to fall in love, yet not old enough for their relationship to be respected. Discuss. <laughs> yeah, this one was a, it was a little teary for me. 
It was like a really sweet, beautiful film. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Robbie Benson killing it. Yeah, me too. And um, it it's an it's newly on Blu-ray. It was one that was like maybe only on VHS, and it's kind of like, eh. So I feel like I hadn't even seen it, and so uh, I was very pleasantly surprised. And there was a fun thing where you know the actor is Jewish. And it seems like in a lot of his movies, he brings that up. And people, of course, people talk about that now, mm-hmm. where it's you want to mm-hmm. have, it's um, Chris Sarandon's birthday today, and he plays the, uh, the, the woman, the transgender woman who's doing the sex change operation. He's robbing the bank to pay for the sex change operation in uh, Dog Day Afternoon. Oh. And, you know, groundbreaking, amazing film, 11 out of 10 for me. And then we watched disclosure about trans representation in film and they're kind of like eh he's not you know she, he's not a trans woman <laughs> right and so now we're trying to have those type of people play those roles you know when they can and so you know just that he's like I'm Jewish and my character's Jewish it was just kind of neat and he did The Chosen in 1981 <laughs> which is too late for us mm-hmm. but he plays a Hasidic Jew and it's just it's just kind of neat is he a canter Just trying a to... little thing that I like in this... Another little thing that I like in this movie a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it, there was a lot of sweet... It's funny, they go, they show teen awkwardness really well, where mm-hmm. we all called it out, too, because we're all like, why is he stalking her? Is this going to be weird? I don't want this to be weird. Well, it's <laughs> like stalking's bad, right? Obviously, but it's like, it's your first time out. You're, you're trying to figure it out. You need to know when to pull back, and he does. And he's just trying, you know, it's like the only time I would give it a little bit of a like, okay. Yeah. You've never done this before. Yeah, you don't have Here's right. what's wrong. <laughs> right. And he's he's pretty much guided in the right direction. Which yeah. is funny and because. And then like 100% corrects the behavior. Yeah. His friend, who I don't know is like <laughs> super. He's, he's he's a good friend. He's him. a good friend, but but he's he's a but little he's funny. He's a little mixed up. Yeah, yeah he is a little mixed up. But he calls him kids. on that. Yeah, yeah. And he calls him like really. He's like, oh, dude, you can't be doing that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, you just have to talk to her. Yeah. Like, like, I know it feels awkward, and you're like really scared that you're gonna get rejected, and you might. But like, you can't just walk around behind this lady all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't do it as clearly as that, but like. All yeah. of that is there. Yeah. And it's funny because I like the way that they play it because uh, Robbie Benson ha- physically leaves the room because he's just like, I can't. There's just too much oh on the God, line I'm for me. exposed. Too vulnerable. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> and then reels it back in and like they find a way through it. And, his, uh, and then he just like so fully embraces vulnerability. Mm-hmm. In like ways that like most adult mm. men never mature to, enough to be able to do, and so it's just yeah, it's really beautiful that like this teenage boy is like able to grow and to do that. And so many movies play that conflict of like you know this person has a need that is going to change you know because she's moving or whatever, and it could be like done with anger it could be done with you know all this uh, other stuff but they just they're like no this is the issue and we're going to talk about the issue and it's going to be the thing that happens right until the end of the fucking movie 
Yeah. And it's like. I mean, he's able to be sad. Just like openly sad. He's able to express his insecurities and say, you know, oh, I'm, you know, I'm feeling unsure of myself in these ways or whatever. And like, you know, likewise, she's able to express like ways that she's feeling not so sure of herself. And then they like. And they just, like, so openly express that with one another and then – and and soothe each other mm-hmm. so beautifully. And so it's, like – I mean, it's just – it's really brilliant the way that they, like <laughs> they, – they build this up. They're, like, this relationship is so perfect and so adult, mm-hmm. right? Like, they are showing a deep level of maturity – together um you know like they have that awkwardness and and whatever but they like they grow into a mature relationship a very functional relationship Mm -hmm. and so and that i love that juxtaposition with like but they're not actually adults right they're almost there their relationship is very mature and very adult but because you know, like young people don't have those kind of rights in our society when the parents decide, sorry, nope, we're completely uprooting your whole entire life and, you know, this love that could be your, like, everlasting, you know, like you guys could be getting married in, like, nine months, but nope. (laughs) Instead, you're moving to Completely, Chicago. Yeah. I mean, like, that might be healthy. They can and find you... each other later when they're more mature. I was a little disappointed that, <laughs> like, when a reasonable... They Weren't they, like, 14? No, I thought they no, were, like... 15. No, they're almost 18. Yeah. Because oh, like, he was 17. Yeah, the whole and... thing was that they're, like, 17 They look younger, I think, because they're really that age. And lots of times, most of the times, we see people that are teenagers in movies. They're in their 30s. Yeah. Right. The other cute thing is they were actually dating oh were they this movie so that chemistry that you saw oh, was real that's cool and um and also like how they handled the sex scene and everything like everything was very carefully talked out and consented to and like um they unlike our last film yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. they negotiated like you know that they wouldn't actually be nude that they would have like flesh colored underwear on that oh, would good. make it look like they were naked and um and it was like a closed set and um just like they the film just it seems like the the making of it and the film itself was like way ahead of its time yeah and the way that all that was handled okay so coming back too, to what right? i was gonna say though Why? i was very disappointed that their very reasonable accommodation that they asked for from the parents, like, cause she had an auntie who lived in New York. And I think that's actually where they were staying. Uh, she was like, couldn't I just stay with her? Couldn't like, can I just keep this going? And I can, I can't really figure out a reason why that was like next. I mean, maybe, maybe sister was like, I want my house back. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe, but I think it, it also would have spoiled the point of the film. Oh, I understand, right? but like, <laughs> I'm rooting for him. Yeah, yeah. It would have been nice if there could have been a happy ending, but I kind of think that it like, it did drive the the point home 
that like yeah it's your first love it can hurt you're super into it and something devastating can happen and it did happen there I was also more read in this into film. it like a youth empowerment message oh yeah absolutely like how adults don't don't take young people's feelings seriously and don't respect their feelings or experiences with the same respect and reverence that they would for an adult yeah i mean i lived it because they're, they're, they're just like you know <laughs> I, I i pay for everything mm-hmm. it's, it's my rules i mean i don't remember the dad i mean he was obviously you know foreseen as, as villainous you oh, know, i don't think he was over no, well, no in was that just... in that respect he was because he sure he didn't he didn't, he didn't check like he in at all listening very much and he was really excited. He thought this was going to be great news for her. Yeah. Which also shows that maybe he's a little too disconnected from his daughter. Yeah. There's, uh, I wanted to say, I've had this guy pulled up and now he's gone. Uh, Leonardo, um, God, it's most of the word cinnamon. Semino. <laughs> C-I-M-I-N-O. Semino. <laughs> Who's been in a billion movies, Dune. Um, he's, uh, the guys, he's, um... Uh, I was going to say The Beast, because he plays Beauty and the Beast. He's uh, Jeremy's uh, uh, teacher, music teacher. I was just, oh. there's just that whole side plot. It's not just about, I mean, and I want to figure out how that fits in, because it's not just about his. I think his, I've totally forgotten it. His what love life. He's, he had, there's that amazing scene where he's like, you know, you could be oh, good. That's right. But there's another hard truth you have to swallow. You're not the best, or you're not, you won't be great. Right. Maybe you don't practice enough. But I think he did this like music teacher, you know, matter of fact, hard line. Like, right. yeah, you're, you'll never, you're never going to be that great. Which is funny because like the very next scene is him at, at like a concert or whatever. And, and everyone's like weeping openly. <laughs> like, and, and he's like, it's, it's all right. Well, and that, that's like what ultimately like draws her in. Right. Right. It's the passion of it's the It's funny though because some like, of it is like bullshit you watch that movie walk hard and he's on lsd and he's like i want the strings to sound more tangy they sound more tangy and i was played uh in this one band the guy was like be more in the pocket be in the pot what the fuck is in the pocket <laughs> and this one he was like he plays the thing he's like yeah but the emotion was not in it he, he used this phrase and it's like yeah but maybe that's absolutely bullshit like it only means something to you you know the 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 adjectives you use to describe. Find your words. <laughs> what I are you think saying? my best guess with that is that, like, he was, he was saying you're not putting any emotion. I mean, they said the same it, thing to Data, but and he's like, not he data. doesn't like have like enough emotional experiences to put into his music. Right, you gotta leave. And then suddenly he falls. You know, he like has this like love at first sight, and he's having all these feelings about this girl that he wants to date, and and he starts putting that into his music, and then that is like the thing that she grabs onto, and is like, oh my god, this beautiful music that he plays, like, you know, I would love to be with a guy who can play music like that. Like, he yeah. must be there must be something more to him than I realized before. Like there must be a depth to him. I was saying, or he's just a shitty music teacher. There's, there's a part of an element <laughs> to that where it's just, somebody is just kind of being a little bit of a dick. 
Right. And then also, like, the music teacher comes up to him after the performance and is like, oh, wow. No, he was like, get out of my sight. <laughs> I'm disgusted. I did this. not. I remember we made a lot of jokes about it, and it was fun. <laughs> but well, yeah. He does the thing where he's like, oh, this is my student. And we're all like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, when he wasn't even going to own it. Right. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I would I would watch this again because it's fading a little bit, but we had a very pleasant experience. Yeah. Uh, to start rating, uh, I think I gave it a nine. We could see right here. Let's see what I give it. Yeah, I'd follow that with a nine. It's... Yeah, it gets a seven, and I gave it a nine. I'm happy that it looked really good, and we got a new Blu-ray of this. Mm-hmm. People can see it. I don't know why the director didn't do more because this is like a very good film. Maybe it wasn't enough money making of a topic. You want to rate it? Did you rate it? Oh, you said you're going to give it a 9, too? I did. Well, then Victory has to rate it. I definitely give it a thumbs up. That would have been funny. Thumbs down. <laughs> and here's why. It's a pivot. So there's a couple other movies that he did. That you snowflakes are ready. Watch Orville and Wilbur. That'll be fun. That's now on our list. But it's about the fucking Wright brothers. Oh. And it's a G. Oh, oh, Jesus. <laughs> I fell asleep starting uh, the movie uh, Cat from Outer Space, and I was like, oh, this movie's so silly, but it's on our list. We're going to have to watch it. <laughs> 1972, Cat from Outer Space. Uh, Go! <laughs> also, we're doing uh, Five on the Black Hand Side next. Yeah. So that was 71. Sweet Sweetback Jeremy, 73. Now we were also 73. Are you ready for this? I am ready for this. <laughs> oh my god, that cheerleader movie that was like the, the guy did the Everybody same thing. Everybody does. <laughs> now you're talking about 2000 cheerleader movies. Stay on target. Uh, five on the black hand side. Uh, the FBI chauffeur guy from A Dog Day Afternoon is in this film. Also, this film's dashiki game is insanely strong. Oh yeah. My quick review of this is simple. How damned many people does it take to get this stubborn asshat to see reason? <laughs> the result is definitely one of the best films we have reviewed. It's mentioned around that this is not a violent black exploitation film and that it's refreshing. There's tension though, and actually if this turned into some more of an armed rebellion type thing, like in the spook who sat by the door, I'd be happy with that too. The black exploitation label is annoying, problematic, and quite hard to spell. <laughs> oh yeah, I write these out because I want to stay in practice and hold on to actual writing and what it feels like to be unplugged sometimes. Also, the reason for this podcast you're listening to now and why I like 70s movies is that they remind me of when people talked to each other and had meetings and community. It's going, going, but hopefully not gone. So ends my annoying Gen X rant. Shakes head. Moves on. Oh Let my lawn. Leonard Jackson plays Miss Down by Law. What? <laughs> Off my lawn. <laughs> Down by law. Uh, uh, no. You can be on my lawn. Uh, Leonard Jackson plays Mr. Brooks, the aforementioned asshat. Uh, Leonard, the actor, lived from 1928 to 2013. 
He is in one of my top 10 80s movies of all time, The Brother from Another Planet, 1984. <laughs> also, he's in The Color Purple and some more films for us coming up. Oh, he's in The Buried Black Cream, which I just can't find a copy of. At least not for under 200 bucks on eBay. And why, re- why, re- why review a movie that no one can see? So Mr. Brooks represents an okay man and dad of three uh, who he likes order and what he thinks are the benefits of patriarchy. Mrs. Brooks, played by Clarice Taylor, who lived from 1917 to 2011, oh, wow. and played rad roles in Willie wow. Dynamite, Such Good Friends, and three upcoming films to be reviewed. She has had it. She's not listened to, and she's treated shitty, and we see it, and she tells Mr. Brooks, shit will change now or else. Get your head out of your ass. Most of the fam and friends are behind her, especially her son Gideon, who also has had it. Tons of cool rad activism tactics are used here, like strutting into Mr. Brooks' male-only barbershop with a list of demands. The film and dialogue that follows is excellent and not to be missed by humans on planet Earth. And it ends in dashiki wedding overload. (laughs) Discuss. (laughs) This is one that, like... Was that bad? No, no, I I thought it was great. Uh, but you want me to get off your lawn? This no, no, no. That was that was you telling people to get off your lawn. I didn't. That's what Victor said. Yeah, because if you're but if you you're didn't say that, which rant. means you get a second gold star. Gold star again. It's an old man rant. Uh, nah, but it's me as an old man. The punks are cool old men now. It's funny. This movie. <laughs> I have a meme for you. A lot of a, a lot of meme, the movies. I have Fifty. Oh memes Jesus for Christ! You. Don't get to say nothing, do you? Apparently not. Shut up about your st- memes. <laughs> You guys don't even know what memes are. Don't okay, show it to me now. I don't want to see this stupid meme. Uh, a lot of our, a lot of the movies clack, that we watch clack. are plays. Yeah. Not all of them feel like plays. This one doesn't feel like a play. This one felt like a play. No. The one that we're reviewing next batch <laughs> review, whoa, feels like a play. I thought this one really did because it's just like no. this area, this area, this area. You're never outside just like cruising. The one area is outside where he does his kung fu up on the roof. Yeah, but it's not really outside. Maybe I mean, not in the play. <laughs> it, it just had that strong play feel to it. And a lot of the, the very strong like like banter sort of back and forth uh, communication that you'd see in a play. You know, where everyone's, you know, highlighting and whatnot. I, I really liked this. This was a lot of fun. Um, it was also a really interesting conversation you know about patriarchy um and how and how to handle like interpersonal things when you're a community that has had to fight so hard against oppression that you have all these tools that are maybe inappropriate for for the thing that you're trying to do um and i like that 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 gets called out specifically well said you didn't say dashiki once dashiki 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 uh, the dashiki game was really good on this, and Mr. Brooks wasn't it like things. an all dashiki wedding. Oh, yeah, well, all, all except it was for an Mr. African Brooks. African themed wedding with many dashikis. With yeah. many dashikis, <laughs> and my dashiki is in it. Yep, That's true. Mm-hmm. Gideon's wearing it, isn't he? I don't know. Uh, which, by side, side note, side Gideon note. is fit as fuck. Yeah, oh my God, kid. <laughs> Jesus, that rooftop karate is working. <laughs> We'll be up there studying with you. Yeah. Victor, what you got? 
I thought it was the husband, the guy that she's getting married to, is wearing the oh, it might have been heart dashi. It might have been. There's a heart on it. Oh no, I don't. Yeah, like there's it a anymore. heart on it. <laughs> <laughs> but about this movie, it's like a red heart. How did you not notice that? <laughs> no, it just sounded like hard on on it. No. <laughs> oh, that's not what you were saying. No. <laughs> but also, I I knew it. Is <laughs> is jokes? Yeah. We doing bits. <laughs> we have microphones in front of us. <laughs> Someone press the record button. What do you think of this no, movie? Talk really about funny. this movie. Um, <laughs> I think it's really cool that they um that they talk about misogyny in the black community and like how the barber shop fucking totally <laughs> unacceptable. And I I love that the whole movie is showing you how it it happens and like her getting like more and more and more frustrated and more and more aware of it and just like and and to the point where she was like all right the reason i stayed which is the kids like kids are 18 and over like that's i'm done like we don't have to be together anymore I don't got to put up with your bullshit. I don't got to put up with how your sons are treating me. Like, that's it. Like, I'm done. I thought it was shown beautifully, and I wrote that that we see it. Because I was like, we're Mm -hmm. going along with it. It's like, oh, she doesn't get to get a word in edgewise. He's talking all over her. And then when she does say something. schedule for her. Yeah, it was just like, (laughs) hell yeah. And it's neat that, you know, people, you know, back then it was like some, you know, for the first time waking up and being like, oh, you know, we're going to, we talk about that now. We're going to say something about yeah. it. We've, we've had it. It happened in the gay community. One of the, the documentaries, I can't remember which one, where they're talking about, you know, a lot of these old men coming out finally, you know, men and women and being, you know, married for 40, 30 years or whatever. And mm-hmm. then, you know, finally starting to have relationships and it's just, it's just neat. She's just like, I have had it, and here's a list of demands, and we're not doing that anymore, and sticking with it. And people were behind her. Not everybody. Because I think the, the Gideon was, but there was something on the roof. Speaking his, of a play, his other, there was some, the other brother. The yeah. other brother. There is a scene on the roof. <laughs> And Do you remember of, it? Yeah. Okay, well, because well, I don't. Well, remember <laughs> the... I just yeah, know they've one got, of the brothers. like, one good son, and then the... Um, was more with the dad. The, the daughter's new, like, fiancé or whatever is on the right side. Mm-hmm. And then the older brother is, is he, not. He's with the dad. And, yeah. And and he has a whole plotting <clears throat> meeting with the dad and, and the, his sidekick guy. About like what they're gonna. I don't remember his name. Sorry. Psychic guy. <laughs> he he polishes your shoe after your haircut uh, and keeps the ladies out. Um, oh god. <laughs> uh, but they're down there plotting, and they send send the older brother up there to deal with it, and, and, and you know, with a bit of chicanery and whatnot. But he goes up there and is instead converted, and he's like, "Uh oh, dad." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're wrong. <laughs> I think we're wrong. Good. And, it's, and you're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not only going to lose, you're going to lose your business. They're <laughs> like mm-hmm. straight protesting your business because you're such a fucking terrible misogynist. 
What was it? It was really I interesting. Know, how about you just stop that and we can be cool? Yeah. Like she's not like I'm getting a divorce. She's like, this has to change or else I'm going to do that. But if you change, then, you know, maybe we could. Uh, Although the no farting in bed. No farting in bed. Was that on the list? That was on the list. The yeah, non-negotiable that's... list. Yeah, that's unreasonable. Yeah, like, come on. You got to be able to fart. I mean, maybe shits his pants and then that, that was It's the fine. After all she's put up with, if there's a one overcompensating thing on the list, that's okay. No, I know. But maybe it was just a euphemism. You know, maybe full on crapping or something like that. And she's like, no more gas in bed. It's interesting, as I say it out loud, it's almost like just get the divorce. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. he sucks. Be free from that for a while. And then maybe if you want to go back to him, you can. Like, hey, you need about six years to work on yourself. <laughs> you can do that, and I'm going to go to Africa with the dashiki wedding. <laughs> well, I think part of the issue is that, like, he was very much siloed. He built a silo for himself and for other men in his community to, like, do their thing. Right. And it shows them having a lot of fun, and they're all full of pomp. and A hundred percent. There's a difference between a white patriarchal man and... <laughs> right. But I it just they 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 build this space and he needs called out of it. Yeah, like he's he's too ingrained. And once he is called out, and it, it takes him a while, a long while after he should. Oh gosh, I'm all hiccupy. Sorry. Uh, to fucking. Just I'm writing like, a list of demands. <laughs> <laughs> to pull it back and to figure it out, and we don't get that until like the last scene. Where he like re-enters, uh, and we know he's on the right side because he's wearing a dashiki. Oh, we didn't say the elephant in the room. We didn't say the funny thing. How Godfrey Cambridge is in the Oh, yeah, like, that's right. That's right. I forgot that he... Cause and I he's like, look at this IMDb. He's listed first. Yeah. And he's in like one <laughs> second of this film where he's in a car accident. And the guy literally goes, hey, are you Godfrey Cambridge? <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I am. Bye, film. <laughs> <laughs> If I help this film out, then that's good. That's, it was so funny. He's was not in the movie anymore. Really funny. And <laughs> it is a like nonsense scene. You do not need that. Yes, you do. You don't need that scene. <laughs> Wrong. I mean, it doesn't hurt the movie at all, but it is not... It's, in no way is it needed. So, you know, you trip out on what I tripped out on, but there's more things. The director did fucking... Uh, Hot Potato, which we'll be doing, and Death Drug, and then I guess he produced or did, had something to do with Truck Turner. Oh, whoa. Which we like. And Love Fast Truck Break, Turner. which we're reviewing soon, and that's got some problematic stuff in there. So we're going to have fun reviewing Fast Break. Did you just pick me up from jail with a bucket of chicken and a six pack of beer? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we like Truck Turner, and that's good, but also Uhura is cussing up a storm. Up. A storm. It's brilliant. If you like Star Trek and you want a treat, a little treat, <laughs> you watch Drug uh, Turner. Drug Turner. You what can... rhymes with treat once we review this movie? Hester Street. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for that. I gave this Damn movie an 11 out of 10. No, I give it a 10. Uh, yeah, I think that's probably right. I don't have really any Victory issue. Victory thumbs down. No, thumbs Here's up. Here's why. <laughs> Hi, uh, and now we're going to have Victory's amazing review of Hester Street 1975. Dun, dun. We watched this because of Star Trek Strange New Worlds. <laughs> All right. Uh, in Hester Street, 
uh, director Joan Mecklen Silver adapts an 1896 uh, Abraham Cahan novel. Hope that I pronounced that right. Um, and flips it to a woman's perspective. The okay, and our cat just totally jumped on something and biffed it. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> and I almost spit out an entire mouthful of Gatorade. Buddy, all right? <laughs> no, he's gonna do it again. Don't no. Go, just do your review. I'm. I uh, can. <laughs> He's motivated. He's motivated. All right. Okay. Anyways. Um, God, where was I? Okay, so the film follows the story of <laughs> Russian Jewish immigrants adapting to a new life in New York. Uh, Carol Kane makes her film debut as Giddle, Woo! an immigrant recently brought to the U.S. by her newly Americanized husband, Yonkel, played by Stephen Keats. Uh, unable to assimilate to his liking, she finds that he has fallen in love with his mistress, an American dancer. Gittle finds her strength and herself mm. in this new land and a new love in their more traditional Jewish roommate. Discuss? That was fast. Yeah, discuss. This movie was an amazing treat. I don't normally like period pieces, but I like this movie. And it was perfect for us to watch that before watching her as a new character in Strange New Worlds. Yeah. She's the new engineer. I thought this was a perfect lead-in. I encouraged other Star Trek fans to do this, and I don't think that they did. <laughs> yeah, she, um, so the, the director had a really hard time uh, getting this film picked up. Mm. Because everybody's like, ah, oh, it's too culturally specific. Nobody wants to watch Jewish stuff, and, <sighs> unless it's the Holocaust, and... Um, and then when her film actually did get released, it like won a bunch of awards and was like, it, uh, did really well at the box office actually, <laughs> like made way more money than it cost to make. That's awesome. Yeah. The producers are like, wait, you like this? You watch this? <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I have no clue what's going on. But yeah, it just like made a shitload of money. So awesome. like, yeah, they bet right. <laughs> I like that even in 1896, like the last movie we did, I mean, she she leaves him. She does leave him. And she so leaves I, him. Yeah. It took a turn that I didn't think it was going to take. And she does it on her own terms, which are, which are fun to watch. Because like, it's definitely like the, oh, we're just going to give her some pittance amount of money. And she ends up taking all of them. <laughs> yeah, she's great she's like fuck you pay me yep <laughs> yes uh which I, re I, I very much enjoyed that um i don't know that i've got a lot for this movie it, it's it was enjoyable but i don't know <laughs> it's very um it's very quiet it is very quiet and it's slow paced but it, the style of the film like fits with the character. What were their community centers that they were? It was dance dance instruction. Yeah, that was the big like to do thing that everyone was running around. They were dancing. Can't believe we right. have a lot which, to say. What are you talking which about? Which is why like he wants this, you know, the dancer girl from 
Who's, the place that everyone goes. Who's rich? Or yeah. was? No, but like, <laughs> he's also fucking, he's also lying to her, too. Isn't he? Yeah, yeah he lies to her about having not a wife and a kid. and. But it was something like he, he wasn't he available. Borrowing money from her. He, he did yeah. borrow money. He says he has his shit together and he doesn't. I do remember that. He borrows money from her specifically she after gets... she tells a story about, like, I will loan money to the person who wants to marry me. Yes, that's yeah. it. He gets triple. And then, like, does not give any additional. She's like, oh, you don't even have to pay this money back. I mean, it makes it really clear. This is this is marriage money. This is let's we're hooking mm-hmm. up. Money. Oh yeah, they even say it like dowry, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then instead of that, he's all like, "My wife's here. I don't know. Is this weird? Is it? It's cool, right? Yeah. Can this be cool? I needed to get my own apartment so that. Yeah. I did like the. I mean. The relationship she builds with the roommate was really cute. Well, that's what I thought was also neat. We're watching this and we're like, there's a person right here who's just nice. He has a good temperament. He just likes to study all the time. I think he's perfect for you. Right. <laughs> it was just, it was like putting together. And I, I liked hearing that it was based on a really old novel, too. I thought it was just, you know, that they adapted something from the time period. Yeah, and the original novel was about the guy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And she takes the story and makes it about oh, it's such the a woman story who's brought over. I didn't, yeah. I didn't read the book, so maybe it's not. But like, it feels like a much more natural perspective for the movie or for the telling of that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, who wants to hear about this fucking self-absorbed asshole <laughs> <laughs> who's just like jumping every like jumping everybody's train he's like not really got his own personality or anything he's just like it's gonna be mr cool with whatever is cool at the moment and wherever thanks for the cure song by the way you said jumping everyone else's train and the whole (laughs) song is playing i mean (laughs) that is a saying that came about before the cure song yeah someone turned it into an infectious pop song and so you say that and now it's just going through my head thank you robert smith (laughs) but i thought goth in a hockey jersey saying earlier that um it's really amateur hour if somebody can't listen and have that happen to them at the same time well, no, I was just saying thank you. I could still listen to what you were saying, but I would rather not have had the song in my head. I would want you to have all of my focus. I assume you would want to have all of my focus, too. I do. Thank you. Uh, it's just it's just funny. Again, I was telling Star Trek fans that they should watch this movie because um, she's the new engineer on Strange New Worlds, and everyone was like, uh, oh, her accent. And I was like, it's almost exactly like the accent here mm-hmm. and they were like bothered by it oh it's such a bad accent and i was like i don't think that that's true i think she's doing that's her an old jewish accent and she's <laughs> yeah. an immortal and like you know we're gonna get more backstory and this is just funny and i was like you're getting suspiciously to anti-semitism with your comments here yeah mm-hmm. it's like i think maybe you've just never met any jewish people <laughs> uh-oh <laughs> Maybe get out to the city every once in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Get some culture in you. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Just again, this is a a period piece treat for me. (laughs) 
Yeah. I know it was slow, but it's uh, it's amazing acting, so it was just like, oh, I was, I was in. It wasn't as slow as exactly. that Robert Duvall like movie. The style fits <laughs> the true. character and the character's story and the time. It, it, like, the the pacing and the quietness of it is right. Yeah. Damn Robert Duvall. No fucking fighting skills. <laughs> <laughs> There's just so many movies now where they just pull this insane fighting skills and he's got nothing. Not a one. And we're going to bring that up every time we review any film. <laughs> Damn you, Robert Duvall's fighting, fighting skills. skills. Uh, so, okay, it gets a 7.0. I gave it a 9. Oh, that's funny. I was going to give it a 7. Oh, okay. I'll give it a 9. Victory? Thumbs up. Beautiful. Anything else on that? Down on Hester Street. Because we're doing, uh, we're doing you, the seduction of Joe Tynan. Is that right? Yeah. Correct me. I think that's right. I mean, I don't have any. Take us through it. Any way to correct you on that? Fucking streep. Uh, this is our director here is Jerry uh, Schartzberg, which I, <laughs> I <laughs> shut up. You said shart. That's when it's not a shit or a is fart. That really? Like Shart Town? I think Seriously? actually Schartzberg. Schartzburg. Like, Shart- like a mountain town of Schartz. Schatzburg? Shat- <laughs> no, 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 no. Like you a said Schartzburg. A burg no, there's, is a mountain. There is, there is no R in it. Sorry. So it's Schatzburg. Oh. I'm still. It's not any better. <laughs> a mountain town of Schatz. It's a little worse. I like Schartzburg. I know, right? Uh, he is... Uh, now that we've laughed at his his name, sorry, sorry, Jerry. Very sorry. Or Mr. Schatzberg. Um, <laughs> he directed Panic in Needle Park. Hell he, yeah. He directed Scarecrow, and he also uh, directed Sweet Revenge. A writer here, Mr. Alan Alda himself. Yay. He wrote Hickey and a bunch of Mash, and he wrote Four Seasons. Uh, he also starred in this, of course. You were you yeah, you will remember him from California Suite. And The Glass House, and Sometime Next Year. <clears throat> Excuse me, Barbara Harris is also in this. Nashville. Yes, top of my list, Nashville, Freaky Friday, and Movie Movie. Uh, Meryl Streep uh, is also in this, who, of course, you would know from Deer Hunter, Kramer vs. Kramer, and Julia. Uh, I also wanted you all to know that Rip Torn is in this. So good, you forgot so good. <laughs> Thank you for remembering. Torn. Uh, Another great name. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Even better than Schatzberg to me. Really better. <laughs> Rip Torn. Better. We just watched him in Coma. Uh, he's also in tra- uh, Tropic of Cancer and Nasty Habits. And Beastmaster. God. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> Why is it always Beastmaster that we break up to? Um, all right. Beastmaster breakup band name. <laughs> Joe is an up-and-coming politician who has friends who have been in the Senate for years. He is approached by one of them who is pitching a new Supreme Court nominee and doesn't want pushback from Joe. Joe agrees, but is then approached by a political operative with proof that the nominee is a racist. Plus, this puts Joe in a position to gain lots of prestige and personal power. This comes with the added difficulty that the person pushing him to expose the court nominee is also a super hot lady that Joe has pants feelings for. Uh, In the midst of all of this, Joe's personal life is starting to fall apart. First, his daughter is thumb-tripping all over the place to meet boys. (laughs) Then, his wife 
uh, has about had it with him being out of town all the time. Joe will have to choose between family and friends or career and taboo sex. Mm, that was very good. Are you living it? Yeah, it took me through it, and it's like I won't. I was gonna the tag the it the you know the tagline you could say is that your review was better than the movie, but I don't think that's true. But uh, <laughs> but Why, this movie you. does have some issues, and I guess we'll get into it. But I from hearing that, I, I like it again. I liked. I actually really also, did like don't this movie. Cheat. It was so dumb. She shows up and you're like, oh, please don't. Please. Oh, no, you're doing it. He's doing it. He did it. Doing it. No. Which, I mean, I think. That- but like the whole point of the film, right, is to show how politics corrupts good people. Like right. the system is what's wrong. It's not like, no, oh, you just put wrong. a virtuous man into the system and then it'll fix it. Like you could fill the system with a bunch of virtuous people and in the end, they will compromise their principles and they will be corrupted by the system. Right. And I love that. Yeah. That's it, how it is. And for all of his wicked ways, like at the end of it, they're literally chanting his name, like a stadium yeah. full of people chanting his name. And his wife is even like, I've, I mean. And you can't resist. Yeah. This is a, <laughs> Did he break he it off with Meryl Streep? Did he break? Kind of. I don't remember. They, they sort of, I mean... I remember it shouldn't have happened. They didn't, he can be a corrupt politician and still not cheat on his wife. <laughs> or, yeah. Or get divorced. Yeah. Because he's he didn't, she needs to move on. He didn't and, want either of those things, right? I didn't, you mentioned thumb-tripping, and it was just a, such a vague memory of it. <laughs> they don't go too much into it. Like, she's okay at the end. She's okay. He actually sees her, oh, yeah. uh, like, thumbing a ride... Yes. The mom And I kind of like that. Oh, is it the yeah. mom who sees her? The mom her? sees right. her, and the mom follows her and busts her, and is like, Jesus Christ, I'm doing all this all on my own. Everything's fucked. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> this asshole's cheating on me. And not helping in <laughs> And I have way. to sit and make a fucking smiling face to all these reports and all these people who are fucking sucking his dick and be, just be like, oh, yeah, you're right. He is the best, greatest, fucking freshest. Like... And digging into her personal Right, and stuff. they're all, like, they're asking questions, which she's actually interested to answer. But, like, his political team is like, you can't be talking about things. Yeah, you can't <laughs> be talking about having normal mental health right? stuff. <laughs> Tell people how to make a cupcake. <laughs> That's what they want from you. Uh wasn't there something like that in there? It was supposed to be recipes. As if something. Maybe I'm thinking of another TV show, but it was like. It was like you can't good talk about housekeeping yeah. or good home and gardens or something. Yeah. <laughs> some shit like that. Some magazine. It's like dumb, dumb ladies magazine. It's very interesting that the acting is is top notch and it's filmed really good and it only gets a six point one and it's like I I like this movie. It's kind of all over the place. I think it's I'm a gonna complicated give it a movie that people are looking for. They're so. I think people are so used to looking for heroes in movies and yeah. being like, who is the good guy? Who am I siding with? And they give us Joe's perspective on everything, but he's clearly not a hero. You know, he's a person who's coming in from yeah. like a like a, a liberal side and he's very... Yeah, he's better than the racist guy. He's much better, <laughs> but slowly but surely, like all his values are, are just... Completely compromised. Yeah. And, and it, Barbara Harris is the hero. Probably. I mean... I don't. I don't know that there is a hero in this. I think there, there's just the the devolution of a family, 
the wife that saves the daughter from uh, from getting, dumb from hell. getting killed. That that <laughs> shitty girls beware thing we want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that. I mean, she but is she's on not point. the protagonist that we're following, right? On in the film. Sadly. Do you remember when they crashed the the golf cart? No. They crashed the golf cart in the lake because he drove through a bush, and then there was a lake on the other side. Were they drunk? Were they drunk? Well, they, they were, were just no, bad. He, he just was bad at discom- golfing. No, he was discombobulated because he went to that country club to cheat, and everyone recognized mm. him. Yeah. And he was like, "Oh shit." Yeah, but he did. He had to golf, and he didn't golf. He didn't. He didn't know how to and golf. And he had to go to like pro shop and buy shit. And he yeah. was like, "I was just here to have sex with Meryl Streep." Just here for my affair. Can't a man just have with an affair? With Meryl Streep, <laughs> she was very good in this. She is very good. I, yeah. I, I don't know that anyone did a terrible job on this, or even a, a less than adequate. I'm just saying, job. it was a treat. I don't think that I looked at it when I rented it. She's not on the box, and so when she showed up, I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Streeps in this shit. I just, I really appreciate appreciate Alan Alda. Like these, these mm-hmm. are like he's good too. Yeah, he, he's not only a good actor, but like <laughs> I didn't know. One of my it, faves. What's that? I said he's one of my faves. Oh, absolutely. I didn't know that he 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 had written this though, and that that was really exciting to learn that he has like this in his in his toolbox that he was really yeah, interested. Some of my politically. most favorite episodes of Mash are the ones that he wrote. Mm-hmm. Oh, and he's, he wrote a lot of them. Mm-hmm. He wrote a lot of them. I didn't mention Scientific America, but man. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, did, you, did you not Scientific watch Scientific American Frontiers? You didn't watch that growing up? Uh, oh, it was a was show host he hosted on, on PBS. Okay. It's fan-fucking-tastic. It's just I thought him. it was something in the film. I thought you were talking about something in the film. No, no, no. <laughs> just, just, just more Alan Alda, like, sure. oh, fanboying or whatever. He's... He's just someone cool who's done a lot of a lot of cool science. Science. Like. Just take you through science. Uh, yeah, he just takes yeah. you to just different scientific discoveries and like makes them accessible. Yeah. I'm sure it's on YouTube because it sounds like something to watch when you're smoking weed. Yeah, it's perfect. A, it's perfect for that. And it's Alan Alda, so he's just like wholesome, really like just Alan Alda being curious about new scientific discoveries and being like, I'm not a scientist, but I'm interested in science. Please explain this to me. <laughs> so it's perfect. It's perfect. Probably a little and outdated. Mr. Rogers showed point. up and kicked his ass and said, get the fuck out of my wheelhouse. <laughs> I do that. They show up at the same toothpaste factory. <laughs> I'm saying how this works, not you. Get out of here, Hawkeye. Is he Hawkeye? He is Hawkeye. What's the other one? Uh, Sanchez. Honeycut. 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 Thank you. Sanchez. <laughs> you went up three octaves for that. I love it. <laughs> Are you going to rate this? What else do you have? Uh, right, I, there was two of them. There was like there was, yeah. Honeycut and then um, Sanchez. Uh, Sanchez, right? No, no. This other good friend. I don't know, but he moved Sanchez. out and then we got then we got Honeycut. I'm giving this an eight, I think. Oh, nice. It was a very enjoyable film. Great meaning and, and point to it. Um, and plenty complicated enough that I thought it deserved a much higher rating than apparently what IMDb. Uh, Colonel Potter. Colonel Potter? Yeah. I'm thinking of match characters. Radar? <laughs> Radar. Extra thumb or something or missing? Thumbs up? Oh. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Did you give a number? No. And I don't know. I guess I could do yours, but I wouldn't give it an eight. 
I would give this a seven five, seven six, seven seven. There it is. Boom. Seven seven. Seven point seven. Holy smokes! I think we're on to the last one, aren't we? We are. The last flight of Noah's Ark. Your favorite. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Here, here's my dissertation on it. Yes. Let me just. So I want you. <laughs> Go. For a movie we watched a while back that uh, Mumbles is in. Uh, I noted that he'd never he never won uh, an Oscar, and I was like, it's kind of hard to believe because he's like such a notable actor who was in like what I I think are a lot of good movies. The long goodbye. And then I'm like, oh, but then he did a bunch of these, and he's just yeah, mumble mumble. He's in American History X. Are you ready for this? I am. The Last Flight of Noah's Ark released on June twenty fifth, nineteen eighty. Imagine a fun creative review written from the perspective of someone tasked with convincing you that this or essentially any movie was the best movie ever made. <laughs> I told Ashes another podcast would do that where one was tasked with being pro and the other con. Fun for another day because I'm not doing that. <laughs> I did like this better than my other two pod people. Once again, mostly because I'm a bit older and was we more subjected to the onslaught of shite from the 70s family films and I tend to feel a little refreshed when a film dodges being as shitty as it could be, and usually uh, was. First off, this Disney live-action film is about a pilot vet, maybe pilot vet maybe, and some animals. Wait, she is a missionary, and she hires Elliot Flippin Gould to fly her and her special animals somewhere in this amazing old World War II airplane. Well, it crashes on the island, and of course, um, he, I mean, missionary youth, oh, of course he, Hitler, was, who's I comparing to Hitler? <laughs> the missionary youth, maybe because Ricky Schroeder looked like Hitler youth, I know what I was going on about, okay. <laughs> also, there are three Japanese soldiers living on the island who don't know the war is over. Can they work together to sail to get home? How will they? Yes, because it's a plane. I was like, sail? Question mark, question mark. Uh, yeah, it's easy. Just turn the plane over. Uh, it's just way less racist than I thought it was. And gay-coded as well, at least for me, because I thought those two people was fucking. Uh, Ellie, it's a bit of a dick, but again... Also, a much kinder role model than most of the fuckers my parents dropped me off with. Oh, a little bars. It's no <laughs> North Avenue Irregulars, but it's okay, and the guy from Silver Spoons is here, too. <laughs> He's like, you call me Hitler, you. <laughs> Did, have we done North Avenue Irregulars yet? Uh, we watched it. That was before we were doing reviews. We used to just watch, uh, we would, you know, podcast and then just watch a 70s film. Yeah. And then we was like, well, we should get these on the tape. So, yeah, we get to watch it again. Uh, as I'm I fell asleep that, to probably. The Cat from Outer Space, I put that on because Disney still doesn't have North Avenue regulars. Jeez. If you mess with your Disney settings for like an hour and a half, you can find a way to write in uh, suggestions for them. And I have suggested this a couple times. <laughs> That they get North Avenue regular. Every it's one Thursday. Of the, it's one of the few 70s Disney live action movies that has people of color in it. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, hello. And Cloris Leachman is in it. Come on. Plus you got that bus that converts. And, and Now I'm excited for this. What did you two think of The Last Flight of Noah's Ark? Uh, 
You know it was two guys, not three. I was thinking about that. Yeah. I had two and then changed it to three because I think there's a third. <laughs> In my mind, there there's is. a third. What? I don't think there is. There is not. Well, there is now. <laughs> I so, saw something so you didn't see. There's a Japanese thruple then? <laughs> no, and that's, that's why I wrote that there was three because I thought there was like the, the couple and then another person that was just like, Living there as well. No. Mm-mm. There's just those two. Okay, that's fine. Uh, and you thought he was a... When you said that he was a vet, a veteran or like a veterinarian? Who was a vet? You said someone was a vet. I don't know, but was someone a veteran? I don't think back. anyone's no. a vet. Yeah, I think it was... Um, I thought it was the two people didn't know the war was over. The two people didn't know... But they the weren't war even veterans. Over. They thought they were active <laughs> they service were members. Active <laughs> service yeah. members, yeah. And then, I don't know what his story was, but he owed money to I the I thought mom. she was a vet, the missionary lady. She was a vet. I don't know if she was a vet or not. She was. I'll, I'm fine with her being a vet because that makes her way less ir- irresponsible, was... but I'm not 100 on that. I'm, I'm 100. I think she was. I mean, she was a missionary who was taking animals to be farmed. Yeah, but I think she was a veterinarian, too. Okay. <laughs> Listen. She sure didn't seem like it. Tell me how much you love this movie. This movie sucked. <laughs> it was yeah. really funny. Because I was just having a fun time watching a 70s movie, and then we turned it on, and you're like, that sucked. Hard. <laughs> he's such a dick in this movie. And, like, I know that's who he's supposed he to be. He wasn't smacking. He was better than I thought he was going to be. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't, like, overtly abusive, but he wasn't a good guy either. He's, like, yelling. It was okay. I'd be crashed with him. As opposed to one of my baseball coaches or something. I just I was like so annoyed with with everyone in this film. I was like, no one makes good choices except for like the Ricky Schroeder, the kids. No, the kids even they made stowed away. They weren't choices. even supposed to be there. It was very dangerous. The but... kids were like really like no the the, the little girl the was mostly soldiers. okay. I like active them. soldiers. I liked them. They were like holding shit together and had really good ideas. And they treated and... them with respect. Yeah. They weren't just like oh these are like you know you know they they didn't. They didn't say terrible racist things, and I thought that they were definitely going to. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, that, that seemed like it was going to be built. They worked yeah. with them. They, they did gave do, them They did do the classic, that... like, oriental music thing that they do. And all did you say they didn't? They did. <laughs> I was like, I think they did, too, but not as bad. Yeah. But, yeah. It, was it like... wasn't every scene that they entered. So, I mean, that was good. I mean, part of that, too, though, is that um, – white people generally view Japanese people differently. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, it's also part of why, like, the Japanese were allowed to, you know, join the the axis of evil <laughs> with, with the Nazis is because they were seen as, like, the sort of, like, Aryans of that... <laughs> region of the world and the rest of the world tends to see them in that light too i mean although like i mean obviously during world war ii like you know they became the you know sort of like enemy alien or whatever and um were you know treated like foreign enemies and rounded up in camps and things but like it's a little different tom petty for a second (laughs) (laughs) i had an itch on my nose. No, we understand, but it, it was good. It was a cute little nasally moment. And then it just we don't come around here no more. <laughs> you said you like this better than Blackbeard's Ghost. I did uh, like this more than Blackbeard's Ghost, but that is 
a low bar. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. A real lot of low Disney bar. Disney live action stuff. <laughs> I like North Avenue Irregulars way more than this. Yeah. Um, but all in all, I mean, it's it's. This is goes into my category of this would be a better mo- movie if you didn't have the volume on and it was in the back of a party or something oh, here like we that. Go. That's terrible. Where it's like. Obviously, Disney does a high level of production on things, so it's shot really well. It's been reproduced in Blu-ray or whatever. and it, it I looked, don't think it was Blu-ray, but it was on DVD. It? And it looked pretty good. I hadn't seen a copy of it, so it was nice to finally see it. There's a lot of like weird stuff going on, so I mean that's, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> don't but, watch it if you're an engineer. You'll just be frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> There's lots of that. Well, yeah, so much of that. Where you're just like, well, where are the animals now? And how did they... Physics. Yeah, exactly. And why isn't there water? It's airtight in here. Would it be? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there's, there's lots of, of, of things. But, I mean, it's a kid's movie. The idea But you is... didn't like it at all, which means you're going to give it, what, a five or a four? Probably a four. I'm giving it a seven. Because <laughs> I like it 70s out. films. Victory? I mean, it wasn't the worst, but it's still a thumbs down. down, (laughs) I I mean, as a kid's movie, I didn't like it that much. And I I do grade on a curve for that. Oh, you know what we didn't mention? I wouldn't say as a kid's movie. That the missionary lady was the original Janeway. Oh, yeah. I would have thought you would have mentioned that, but... That's true. Well, uh, yeah. I know I didn't really mention a lot of the actors or any of the actors at all. Like <laughs> but now I gotta try to fucking get her name again. Genevieve Bijou. 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 <laughs> Jean Luc Picard. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Original Janeway with the cutest nose. Yeah. Yeah. And she did a really she was good fine job. in this, yeah. I think she did a I She think... took the Disney check, they're all they all walked yeah. away with their Disney checks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hooray! <laughs> I was in a movie and it paid. <laughs> and it got full distribution. Yeah. We're done. Can we you believe done. it? Uh, folks, thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I, I hope you've seen some of these f- films or are in going to. We'd love to know what you thought of them. So hit us up on Facebook, on Instagram, on Mastodon, on Apple Reviews or Spod- Spodcast. Mastodon <laughs> is your new Twitter, right? Yeah, because I don't fucking do Twitter because now it's X land of the fucking edgelords. Uh, what? <laughs> Is well, that they re- what it's called? They re- re- rebranded to X. Okay, now a couple memes are making sense. I'll just I stay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me pull you into the present. There you go. Yes, thank you so much for listening. Please uh, let Great us know what you think because nobody does. And we can now watch Star Trek. Yay! Yay! Bye. <laughs>